Walk you legend, kill blacks. Welcome to ES3N, the Essential Sports Network, hosted by three essential workers. I am one of your three co-hosts, Chris of 414 Aleppo. With me, as always, are my partners in crime, Markilio Logic Atkins. Yes. And Richie Da Bears Donnell. Baby, baby. Well, Richie, you know that if I'm calling you by dub bears, that there's a good chance that we're going to be talking about that dare football dairy. All right. And I, it's, it's our mid-season check, right? Our off-season check-in. A lot of big names have asked for releases, trades. We've seen some guys dealt. We touched on it a bit a while back, but I'm going to start the segment off with the math, the Matt Safford trade, right? Detroit gets... Two first-round picks, 2022-2023, and a third round this year, along with Jared Goff. Now, I don't have a whole lot of faith in Jared Goff, which is why he was the afterthought in this. It gives Detroit an opportunity to pick this year and uh, see what they come back with. But the Rams get Matthew Stafford, and, man, God, I mean, I want to look at the short and the long term of this. Yeah. Richie. Short term. Yeah. What does yeah. this mean for the well, Rams? Let me let me start here. Uh, this this is not my WTF moment of the week, but it very easily could be uh, because if I had the opportunity to ask Martha Ford uh, a question, it would be so. Martha, what you're telling me is you wouldn't release or trade Barry Sanders, so we had to watch him retire early. You wouldn't release or trade Calvin Johnson, so we had to watch him retire early. But you're going to trade Matt Stafford. Can you please tell me what the common denominator in that whole thing is? Oh, is it because Barry Sanders and Calvin Johnson look the same or are of the same race? Possibly. I'm not going to say it, but uh, it's definitely, it's a weird thing. I don't know enough about the situation in Detroit, and you think I would, um, to make that kind of statement, Richie. You might. I don't, I, I, I mean, is it not... Uh, lessons I just, learned. Just, I mean, I mean, it's just, it's one. I mean, but I'm but, hoping but, this is a new day for Detroit because if they well, can't I, right, keep right, their right, stars, right, right. No this doubt, is no a fortune of a return, right? right? right. No, no, I mean, I, I, in, in your scenario, they're rewarding bigotry. In my right. scenario, Detroit just pulled their head well, well, out of well, their right. ass. Well, and so, the, but the, but the other thing too is, is you look at how just how situations have played out. You know, Eric Bieniemy's been in the news, and obviously Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson can't get traded, who would get a bigger return, or we would expect to get a bigger return than, than what they got for Stafford. But, yet Matt, but Matt Stafford can get traded, who's 33 years old and on the downswing, but yet Houston can't find them. Whatever. It is what it is. That's a conversation for another day. The, to back to the original question, yes. So two things here. The Rams absolutely gave up their future, without a doubt. They gave up a ton. They gave up a ton. They gave up a ton. I know, Chris, you and I, at least if memory serves me correctly, you and I have agreed to a point that Matt Stafford not in Detroit is a very good quarterback. And had he not have spent 
all of this time in Detroit and been somewhere else, there's a chance we would be talking about a Hall of Fame level quarterback. He's that talented because of what he because of what he's done to a degree. With Detroit. I has. still, I mean, but Megatron making the Hall of Fame as a first ballot Hall of Famer this round, and we'll get to that well, later on right. here. You can't excuse the. You can't take the guy who threw all those touchdowns to him out of the conversation. But I, I feel when when you, it, it's always like the eye test, and when right. you look at the eye test with Matthew Stafford, he kind of checks off all the boxes, and he has the ability to do everything. It's just he wasn't on a good team, mm. and you you wonder once you put him in on that system, yeah. and put him right. in a good team, what is he going to become? But right. it, it, it it's also the question of how much do you give up for this guy? Right. And and I think um, you know uh, Rams went they they were swinging for the fences. They couldn't get Rodgers. Well, they well, tried to right, reach well, out right. there. As I say, and, and that's just it. Right. We, we that's, saw that's the big news. All right. It's they well, and that and that would have because I mean I can't even imagine them thinking. All right. Imagine. If, uh, that now that's a king's ransom. Had I had the Stafford trade, <clears throat> never existed, right? Never existed. We never heard about it. It was never whatever. And the Packers traded Aaron Rodgers for exactly what Detroit got: yeah. two first rounds and a third round, and a younger but, quarterback yeah. who isn't very good in my opinion, but isn't completely out of the woods. Would we be calling that a bad trade? And I honestly like. Comparing it to Matthew Stafford, because I consider Aaron Rodgers to be a significantly better quarterback than Aaron Rodgers. So, so, so I yeah, go, I, I would, I mean, that's <clears throat> right. I mean, you can't be mad. So here's Detroit there, made out in this deal. Right. Well, right. So there's there's a couple parts to what you're saying. So there's the part about Rodgers. Is the, Matthew the, Stafford a Hall of Fame quarterback? Yes, well, I agree. Do I, I, I think he's just, going yeah, to be dangerous for the Rams? That, that we'll see what he becomes outside. Are the Rams a better team? But the Rams are giving away draft picks. Well, they're giving away. Uh, they're they're trading away guys. They're leaving guys well, out. But, but if but, they let go of, if, and we're going to get talk about Donald here, it, man. It's time. It's time to win. They. The the Rams the Rams uh, know what success was and, and they're they're looking forward to trying to get back to that championship. Well, well right, and and that's just, and I think that's just it, right? So as we look at this thing in the short term, you think about what Green Bay should have probably beat the Rams by more than than what they did, right? At least in my opinion, I, I thought that. <clears throat> it should have been more of a right, couple of drop passes, but 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 the Rams also blew some opportunities defensively to make that game closer. So it, it's twofold. Um, but but that's just it, right? The Rams understand. Okay, we were what ten less than ten points away from the NFC Championship game. Okay, they have basically made a trade that they felt. Exactly. Puts, puts them in a position to now going into next year say, we can compete with the Green Bays. We can compete with the Tampa Bays because we just significantly upgraded the one position that's going to make us better. We just added an elite level quarter, uh, an elite talent at the quarterback position. I'm not going to say an elite level quarterback. We have to see that from Stafford. We have to see him be elite on an elite team. But but that's what they did. They they added their Tom Brady. They added their Aaron Rodgers to make that team better. 
And that's what we're seeing across the board in the NFL right now. I mean, with the quarterback carousel and frenzy going on right now, everybody's trying to get their quarterback that's going to win them the championship. Right, and and that's just it. And teams are willing to give up the future if it means I can get a Super Bowl right now. And so, Chris, to answer the initial question you said, I think the Rams win this in a short term because they're going to be competitive. They're probably one of the top three teams in the NFC right now as we look at those contenders. We probably, in some order, some fashion, however you want to say it, you're looking at Tampa Bay, Green Bay, the Rams, and possibly uh, somebody out of, well, not the East, but probably the Niners, a healthy Niners or Seattle being that next team in there, or the Saints, depending upon what Drew Brees does. But in the long term, it's exactly what you said. Detroit, for all that is holy, as much as I hate you as a Bears fan, as much as I hate you as my favorite team being in the black to blue division with you, for all that is holy, for the sake of the NFL, do not fuck this up. Please. Just. <sighs> Ugh. <laughs> Correct. Great pick. Yep. Dominican Sue. Yeah, that's a great. That's a great pick. That. Yeah, he's he was concussions, concussions, injury, career ended early. Fairly for them was solid, but his career was short-lived. No. Nope. Nope. Well. Yeah, he. I mean, uh, Ezekiel Ansah was, was very good for them. He was a double-digit sack guy. He's... I think he's with the with Las Vegas right now. Well, Eric Ebron, he's with the Steelers. He's still going. Well, it depends on but 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 you're just but the thing is is you're giving us what they're picking. I mean, I don't know what they what was picked. I I get that, with Cr- that Chris. Hey, with Chris, that with Chris, that being Chris, with that but being said. But, but Chris, what golf, I'm saying is is I have no context as to what came you guys after can, to say that they messed that up. You guys can I, talk about the last 10 years, but with that being said, golf is not going to be the difference maker no, I agree. out there. So I agree. That's no. <laughs> no, but 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 that's the benefit that's of that. <laughs> but, but but if you think about it though, think about that now. Though so next year, so in 2021, they'll have their one pick, which is fine. In 2022, they'll have two. And in 2023, they'll have two first-round picks. And so you're essentially getting five first-round picks over the next three years. If golf's not the answer, there's your fix. You find exactly. the guy who you believe to be the answer, right? And and so with that, I, I want to take this one step farther to the three guys who have not yet been traded. Carson Wentz, 
Deshaun Watson, and Derek Carr? It's big question marks, man. No, no one has any answers right now. It's a lot of speculation. Uh, well, right? every, and, and that's the thing. Everybody thought Chicago was going to sell the farm for Wentz. That hasn't happened. But why? Because every- we've seen this picture already. Like I know. I don't want it. it. I don't make, want it, dude. It doesn't I, make any sense. I don't want it to happen. I, I've been a big component against it. I, I what, hate so the idea of it. so can take his spot again? That, that's, well, right. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. <laughs> But that, but that's just it. I, I, I don't know. I don't know why this rumor is swirling. I don't understand. Why aren't people talking about? I've Mariota got answers for to, all three. To Chicago. Why aren't people talking about Jameis Winston going to Chicago? Well, because Trubisky's a free agent. And Trubisky has already told them to pound sand. He doesn't want because their that relationship is over. Yeah. He doesn't want anything to do. Oh with yeah, they got week and, sixteen. They couldn't. Well, right, and that, and that's just it. They know which folks. is unfortunate because they because Chicago sold the farm for that motherfucker. Yeah. You know? yeah. I mean, so he's a free I, agent. He doesn't even matter anymore. The man. hottest, the <laughs> hottest rumor now is apparently they've changed directions from Wentz to Derek Carr, which I would be more in favor of because yeah. he's not going to cost make, as much. That but. makes more sense. <clears throat> but what are you giving up to get? Derek yeah, I don't Carr? know. But but Derek, right, Carr, exactly. Derek, Carr, exactly. Derek Carr has been on the trade block. I think every year he's been in the yeah, league, yeah, and he's yeah. still there. Uh, but but dude, going back to Deshaun Watson, I just this whole thing is is it's Houston, they, man. They traded. So well, they I traded got a question Hopkins. for you. Would you trade? I mean, the only way I trade them is if somebody so, like okay, the so Rams. So Chris, you and I had like this that. discussion. You had said that. What? Well, what? Does he have the money to retire? Which, yes, I absolutely think he has the money to retire if he so chose to. He absolutely has sure. the money. Right. My thing is, is what do as an organization? You, you were on the side of, I'm telling them, fine, I'm not going to trade you. You want to sit out? Sit out. What do you benefit as an organization? How do you benefit from that? It's, oh, there's the, I mean, where, I got a question for you. Where are you benefiting from having this public fight in the first place? You trade it. It's you already gone. Fight. To, you trade it. The, that's, yeah. Oh, great. And, and you know, great. You, you know, fuller. I mean. I mean, you you got a lot of different. You things trade that you him. Can it's do. that simple. They tried. They want. They deal. wanted to. They were trying to trade Fuller. <laughs> exactly. I don't know how. And they just released JJ Watt, well, well, who's a just, player I want right, to talk that, about. But so that's who my would want to go to Houston right now? So, is Chris, my point. Chris, what is, I'm saying is, is you're proving. What are you going to trade him for? A guy who don't want to play for him? No, Another no, guy but, but who's going to show up and go? I don't want to fucking play for you. But here's my thing. And knows that if you show up and go, I don't want to play for you, that they'll trade you. I get that. But here, but listen. Listen to me, it, Deshaun Watson's agent. I guarantee you, Deshaun Watson. Or I guarantee you, Deshaun Watson isn't his only client. You're telling me that that guy is not telling his other guys, dude, don't go to fucking Houston. You don't think it's going around the league? Don't go to fucking Houston unless they overpay you to go there and and fucking make a ton of money and not do shit. Well, then yeah, then you sign to Houston. Well, they, correct me if I'm wrong. Didn't follow. I dude, there's no joke that Houston is doing it to themselves. But unless they can get a royalty haul, all right, because I don't want to see like the Harden trade happen for Houston. Like I'm, I mean, if they take a handful of you know like three third rounders and a player to be named later, and yeah, I guarantee you, I guarantee you, they if, if they were willing to make the trade, I guarantee you, Chicago would give up. Two firsts or three firsts and two seconds right now. I Do you even have you. it? When would those firsts be coming out? 2027? Starting this year. We have a first round this year. The most intriguing situation would be Deshaun Watson going to the Indianapolis Colts. 
That would never. They'd never like do that. They rules. would. That would be great, great though. Like, it, it would be, but they wouldn't do that. That's inside the division. Why would you trade your best player inside the division? Oh, that would be. I agree. That would be awesome. <laughs> That'd be awesome. I agree. I mean, thankfully, I feel like even if the Bears get a quarterback, and that's the real problem is that's, I don't know that Deshaun Watson has any interest in returning to a team that's been that run did, almost identically to the one that well, that was that that run identically to the one he wants out of. The rumor, and to me, the Bears and and the and. The Texans are almost in the same boat. They can't keep stars. I mean, you guys had kind of turned the tide a little bit. Like well, Khalil Mack went, signed the extension, was happy uh, to be there. I say that to say then, this because uh, the rumor is that Carson Wentz now has, of course, the preference to go to Indianapolis. Well, right. That's because the head coach but, was his but, offensive coordinator when they won the Super Bowl. Which makes sense, Mr. Wright. But at the end of the day, it's just think. If, if Deshaun Watson was in the in, 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 Apolis? Oh my God! They score, dude, and that's just it. It's because I'm worried. And, and let's say I'm Deshaun Watson, right? Who's going to? Who's Deshaun walking? Watson who's decided? Deshaun Watson, right? Well, you know, uh, Deshaun Watson, of course. You know, goes all right. I'm going to leave Fuller for who? Because I mean, what is it? I, but, Robinson but or whoever it is is a but free that's why agent. I brought up the package deal because even when we were talking about Carson Wentz, one of the things that was brought up was Ertz. That, yeah, that, Zach and, Ertz and, and, now is asking to be traded to Indianapolis. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, it, look, I'm I'm not I'm not I, look if 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 we're gonna start a give me the scoop, give me the scoop. <laughs> the 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 Richie Donnell hot take right now. There's one team out there. If I'm gonna give a king's ransom to get me Deshaun Watson. There is one team that I would give everything that they could ask for in terms of draft picks because I already have the rest of the roster. That's the New Orleans Saints. Could you imagine Deshaun Watson with Kamara and Michael yeah. Thomas and then that defense? Oh, my God. Yeah, that's tough. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. I, I wouldn't yeah. even think twice. Yeah. But, I mean, all right. That's the catch, and I would have Right there. <laughs> now, here, uh, I've, I've saved this one because I want to hold it. Richie, you and I kind of got started on it um, a couple of days ago when the J.J. Watt took to oh, social media yeah. mm -hmm. to announce that the Texans had agreed to release him. Mm -hmm. And he is now a free agent. And, of course, the scuttlebutt has been uh, Green Bay is in, like, the top. Twelve three or teams. whatever, right? Well, yeah, top mm -hmm. three. Well, I mean, no, oh, fine. You know, well, I'm, I'm about to, I'm about to say, I'm about to that. make this argument because for a minute there, I allowed you to convince <laughs> me, and I had reread some of your arguments here, and I'm going to pull up my text messages here in a bit to reply to some of the the, the good points that you brought up because they got the wheels turning here. Um, because I made the statement that Green Bay should absolutely go for him. I felt like he should, he could be a Charles Woodson type addition for us. He is a couple well, of years on. older. You, before you give my point of view, I want to hear what Marquilio has to say about that statement. I pose that the statement question. I also want you to. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how much he has left in the tank. I mean, I'm I'm like St. Louis, man. You gotta, what do we need him for? We the, Houston has man. been putting the entire show on his shoulders for years. 
We don't need him to do that. We don't. We needed to be a sit. We could move him in in between outside and middle linebacker quite easily. He could rush to the outside. I feel like he does. I feel like he could not play linebacker. He does better in coverage than Clay would have, and Clay's only two years. JJ Watt is not playing linebacker at 300 pounds. He'd play D end or he'd play as a four eye in your defense. Fine. My point is is that we have multiple options to play him at. Chris is just feeling nostalgic right now. I am feeling nostalgic. My daughter just got into UW Madison. Exactly. J.J. Watt is a hometown Now, if you said, fella, T, if you said I the think younger he's brother, got, I might have been we like, fuck, yes. Don't even get me started. Why the fuck are you starting this, dude? You know how I feel about this, dude. That's a what-the-fuck moment. It's because the only reason that Pittsburgh might end up with J.J. over us is because of his brother, T.J. And Wisconsin, the, the Green Bay should have never passed up on him over to, get, to go ahead and take Kevin King. All right, you, that's I, mistake I number you like, one. You like the hometown cooking, man. We'll we'll get to. We'll get, I love the hometown we'll, cooking, we'll man. George, but I think hey, we'll I think we've got a line that. Right, right. So hold on. So we'll Chris, Chris, a little bit so later, Chris, man. it sounds like you were gonna read. You were gonna read my argument to to your your Charles Woodson. <laughs> no, no, no. I so no, no. I wanted to give go you. Ahead. I want to give you a chance. Yeah. To have your argument here, I don't need to read it to you, but I I made some notes on yours here. Because you pointed out in here, Richie, I'm trying to figure out where we had that, whether it was in a, Well, that's what I was about to chat. do. I got I to gotta pull this thing up because I remember hitting you with the Charles Woodson. Is, is not That is not even close to the same conversation. I, I, you, and you feel that way, but I feel like our defense is lacking a team captain that can line some people up, and J.J. Watt is absolutely the guy who can line some people up. So, okay, you so point Chris, out that he's two Chris, years old. So here's what I'm going to ask you. As we're having this conversation, what money would you feel comfortable spending <laughs> on a guy like a J.J. Watt? Well, that's just it. It's he like, might not I, even play. I, it's going to be hurt, man. It's <laughs> <laughs> the same thing I said. Right, but I, I talk. Yeah, but you guys are still right, waiting for what I'm is sorry, it, Gary to Gary to play? Chris, you know, our first how, draft how, can compare, how can you even compare those two? Like he's a, up in how my, one's got a hall of rewrite. I can't. Listen, listen. One's seen the field consistently, and one has yet to show up on tape. Well, or Gary the field. was good last year, man. What are you talking about? Dude, he actually showed for up. a first round pick. He's on year three. I'm looking for, you know what, I, I barely noticed his ass. You know what, did I at least notice him last year? Yes. He's a flop, dude. We had the highest draft pick we had had in a decade, and we wasted it listen, on this loser. Listen, Chris, did no, we no, have no, that no, no. conversation on, on time Facebook? Out, time out, time out. First and foremost, Rashawn Gary wasn't put on the field enough. A lot of that was Mike Pettin. He was just- hurt. Uh, yeah, very much. You so. talk about but, her, but when but he, that, when that's he was the tale of the, his life, but dude. When he was on the field, he actually contributed. Like he did, well. dude. And what did his college career when he was on the field did he contribute? At Michigan, he did great when he was on the field. He's had shoulder issues, but Rich, it, he did not. He disappeared in every big game. He disappeared in the Senior Bowl. He disappeared he, he in the playoffs. The he was hurt for this, dude. He was he was a lot. He was a Richie, workout horse. He showed Gary, up to the gym. Would you rather have Rashawn, or, or you rather have JJ? 
personally, I thought you guys reached for Gary um, when you took him. I didn't think he was no worth joke. I mean, athleticism. Here's, here, yeah. Well, right. So that's what I thought, too, was I thought they drafted him based off of athleticism. And the other thing, too, and this is, this is again, I... This is my struggle with the new way of thinking as it comes to football. Chris, I found the conversation, so I'll, I'll hit it with you in a second here. My my, okay. I, Where I struggle with the new way of thinking in football, uh, a buddy of mine, Jackson, who you guys both know, uh, is, is vastly younger than I am. Mm-hmm. Um, and so this, for whatever reason, the new way of thinking seems to be built on the idea of what you just said, athleticism. And it's the idea that I can take a guy Who's six, who's six four, 270 pounds, and I can teach him to do A, B, and C. That is not always the case. You still right. have to be able to perform what is being asked of you. Hold on. My point with Gary is Gary at Michigan played defensive line. D-line. He was a defensive end who had an incredible combine. Rashawn Gary is not Jadavion Clowney. Let me repeat no. that. Rashawn Gary is Hell not no. Jadavion Clowney. Clowney no. was used as an outside linebacker in Houston. Jadavion Clowney had no coverage responsibilities. Now, what I will say I to your flexible. credit, to, but to flexible. your credit, is oh, Gary going from a three-point stance to standing up in a two, there was going to be transition. It was going to take time. Now, if Gary can come out this year, this next season in fall, and play the way he like ended, he exactly. the way he ended this season, then Thank maybe you. you go okay. Man, you because some, even because you even look at a little at, respect but, on but, his but, name, and man, and, and, and and Chris, I, I I'm not using this to upset you and by any means, but I'll even use T, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to use T.J. Watt. Well, T.J. Watt was was very good as a rookie. He is very good as you know. He's been good. This year is what year? Th- he will, he, oh, oh, dude, I don't know how he just, didn't just get defensive on. player right, but, of the but year. That's what I'm saying. Me. But what I'm saying is, is it took him three, four years, right? Him and uh, that's what I'm saying. What I'm saying is, is T.J. Watt was an impact impact player who has been impactful for at least one full <laughs> season. You're year, making the man. same argument for Gary. Who only yeah, was good and, and for like good four games of the end of last season. But what I, what I'm saying is, is is certain positions in the NFL take longer time to translate. Guys, I I already know. I'll, I'll get you guys Gary jerseys <laughs> anyway, for no, Christmas. Just, I, Y'all I, I, can okay. support those. So anyway, I'm, just, so I'm going talking, to go. Uh, so on we're the other go back side, to JJ Watt. So as we go into JJ Watt, Chris. Right. You. Chris so you guys are so down with JJ. So here's the conversation. So Chris sends me this this text it, this is just him and him and i no this is in our group chat it says just read J- the shit jj yeah. watts on the market <laughs> i said agreed to part ways he goes how long before green bay is going to pay him too much to not play which is what we just talked about exactly. right the injuries okay so i said i was thinking the same thing but it sounds <laughs> like chicago is is trying to get in the mix because he's publicly stated he would he would like to play with Khalil Mack <laughs> and his wife plays for the Chicago professional soccer team. Let and well, and so I, I told Chris, I said, if Green Bay wants to sign, I've JJ had a change, Watt, of, a so, change of opinion. So, I, so in Chris, this conversation, so Chris told me 
he said, well, I want him to sign him. And I said, well, you tell me where his house is going to be because I'll help that fucker pack and unpack. Because you guys are right. more than welcome to fucking take him. And he goes, if I he wants to like- be on a winner, he'll come to Green Bay. And I said, Chris, isn't aren't you the one who always tells me happy wife, happy life? If his wife oh, yeah. plays in Chicago, okay. you know, and he's like, well, you but know. But the commute isn't going to right. kill him from so then Wisconsin come, so to then Chicago, here, dude. It's so then northern Chris, Illinois. Chris went ahead and made this statement. Right. He the could same be, statement I just made he 10 could seconds be ago. Charles Woodson for eh, our defense. Eh, wrong answer. And, and so I said. I disagree. We need a leader. We haven't had a captain. So Reggie White. I mean, now Reggie White was at his prime. So here's the Okay, I agree with that statement. All right, Reggie White was at his prime. And I but said, I feel like he's that kind of leader. So man. I said, it's not even close. That is not even in the same boat, Woodson and Watt. And he goes, well, then maybe Chicago is the perfect fit. And here was my response. Charles Woodson in Green Bay won a Defensive Player of the Year award. And this is what I want to respond led, led the league in interceptions twice. He missed a total of three games in six years. And he missed nine games in his last season, which he then got... He then walked away from his contract. He then returned to Oakland. Watt is not going to do that for you. Watt is two years older already than when you signed Woodson. You and signed, that's where you signed, I changed my mind. You signed Woodson to a seven-year deal off bat. Off bat. Seven years is what Woodson got. I said, the only reason J.J. Watt... Best decision we'll ever live. J.J. Watt... Got two Woodson jerseys. I said, if you're willing to do that for a 32... Got two Reggie White jerseys. 32-year-old beat-up defensive end for name recognition because he's from here... Tell me what house you want him to live in because mm-hmm. I'll be there to help his ass. The, the, the X factor on all of that, Richie. So is where I started turning around is the fact that he is only two years older than Charles Woodson was when we signed him to a seven-year deal. That's the number that stood out in my mind because Charles Woodson didn't really dip for us until those last two years. So to me, that says that J.J. Watt could have another two, three years left in the tank and provide now not that I don't like Aaron Rodgers but his brand of leadership is kind of a juggling act right some people look at him as being kind of snotty and pretentious you hear a lot of stuff now I'm not in the locker room around there so how would you feel if you were Aaron Rodgers right now you know and he's he's well he's handled Aaron Rodgers just had an MVP season Aaron Rodgers is about to have to renegotiate his contract if he wants to yeah. be a competitive. Right. Is he hurt because mm-hmm. they drafted Jordan Love? Probably. You know what? I'm pretty sure Aaron Rodgers shows up that to practice and saw how shit. Right. I mean, it put the chip back on his shoulder. Yeah. Right. Chris, right. Here, but I got a question with you. With that chip on his shoulder, how much team leading... Do you feel he was doing? Man, How much of that was coming from a B perspective? I feel like J.J. Watt <laughs> is a what's best for the team sort of guy, dude. And so was Charles what? Woodson. You're comparing J.J. Watt to Aaron Rodgers, bro. Like Aaron I'm comparing J.J. Watt to Charles Woodson in a leadership role. I have also compared that same leadership role to J.J. Watt, who you know has been a team captain, for almost as long as Aaron Rodgers has, but on the defensive side of the ball. Am I asking J.J. Watt to captain the offense? See, Absolutely see, not. Listen. Is Aaron Rodgers <laughs> the captain of the offense? 
Do I'll, I want Aaron Rodgers to get my offense? Absolutely, because he knows how to motivate tight ends, wide receivers, and defensive linemen. I'll end it with this. Go ahead. I, I respect everything that you're saying about JJ Watt, but in the <laughs> scenario, in the scenario in which we're going to get JJ Watt and what we're going to have to pay him fiscally, it does not make any sense. Chris, it, it, I got, uh, yeah, uh, I don't think that's going to be the case. Marquilio, what was I think thing? the guy He's wanted to be out. Veteran, you think he's going to take a veteran no. deal? No, I don't. Not a chance. Here, okay, Chris. I mean, I got, I'm not saying it's straight. I got two questions deal, for you, Chris. but I mean, Chris, I got two you questions for decide you. You have to decide a And one. and I want you to take the name of JJ Watt out of it. Okay. Two two questions as you talk about leadership and and all this thing. Do you know what the best ability in, to have as an athlete is? I'm sure you're going to tell I'm me. Tell and you. We can disagree about it. It's availability. <laughs> Because if you can't get on the field, it doesn't matter. Getting on we the field is half the battle. With Mr. Gary, right? Okay. All right. And, okay. and over the course of it, and I, fine. Can you give okay. me a readout on J.J. Watt's missed games? I mean, we'll t- you know, I mean. Yep. I what, what's and, the last? I mean, you've got it. You've, you're throwing, you're calling it out a lot, but I don't hear a lot of statistics here. And, so and you know I'm a numbers now, so, guy. So, so here's how my, many games Chris, does he miss? Yep. So here's my other question as I, as I pull this up. So let's That's see. how you're going to convince me. It's going so, to be a, so an aging superstar so who's got no two, chance. Since but if we could get about a deal, I'll welcome him in the locker room. Okay, so if since, we overpay him, then I don't fucking Shut up, okay. Chris. Since, two, <laughs> since 2016, the year J.J. Watt turned 27 years old. In 2016, J.J. Watt played a total of three games. The following year, in his 28-year-old season in 2017, J.J. Watt played a total of five games. In 2018, he played 16 games, which he came back to his respectable performance, led the league in forced fumbles, had 16 sacks, balled out. Oh, we go to 2019, when he was 30. He only played eight games. This year, he played 16 games and was very much a shell of himself because in eight games last year, he put up the exact same numbers as he did in 16 games this year. So my second question to you is, is I feel that the, I feel the Texans had demoralized him that okay, much and, and that's we fine. don't need And we don't need him to that's play fine. the every day for a guy for a right for a guy who can't be an every down guy. Okay. All right. Who if he played for this is the scenario which I see him coming to Green Bay, which isn't necessarily all right. And, and, and is it pie in the sky? Absolutely. You know what's going to stop J.J. Watt from being in Green Bay? Money. That's what's going to stop this. That's the only thing that's going to Here's stop Here's my second so question. So I'm, go- I'm going to lay out the scenario here the way I, I see it going down. Because I see it, and we can roll right into Green Bay, some of their staff changes yep. right after this. I got, move I got another JJ. question for you. Although you I would love to talk about the top 10 free agents, but let me hit But here's how I see it, dude. Here's. Here's the way the pie in the sky version, right? Is so Aaron Rodgers renegotiates his contract to free up money. I think that unless Aaron Jones signs a unusually team friendly deal, he's gone. We with 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 our backup and the pickup of AJ Dillon, I feel like Sean McVay is gone. I could plug and play. All right. 
There's, you know, we want to keep... Who else is free agent for Green Bay this year? Richie, I know uh, you know. I, is Jamal Lindsay? Williams? Lindsey? Mm-hmm. No, yes. they re-signed Williams. Lindsay. They re-signed Lindsay. And they, they re-signed... Right. I thought so. And I thought that because they also re-signed... They re-signed him re- right after they, they re-signed Bakhtiari. Bakhtiari contract, but did they No, Bakhtiari re-signed, but he just renegotiated to get, take a lesser cap hit. Yeah. I thought Lindsay re-signed right. right after Bakhtiari did. I could be wrong, but I thought he did. But anyways, right. go ahead, so, But my point is, is that, right, so Green Bay's got some money issues. If Aaron Rodgers doesn't restructure, this whole house of cards falls apart. All right? So... Aaron Rodgers restructures. They keep a couple of guys. They're going to lose a running back, whether it's Williams or Adams. They make, they're they going to have to keep one of the two because they don't want to go back to the draft for a running back, especially Facts. not this year. And, well, man, and they got Dylan. And they got, they got right. you know, sleeping on Patrick Taylor. I keep telling y'all, Patrick going to come back next year. And, and, well, they're, they're fine. Let's, let's go. They've got some <laughs> options at running back. So the disposable high-end piece here. Is is Aaron Jones, right? So you could almost guarantee that he's gone. They'll try to keep their offensive line together as best they can right. because they didn't do the worst job in the planet and they don't need any more holes there. Right? Yeah. The defense one bad. I mean, back. I mean well, I say it wasn't bad, but it wasn't bad for a you know, and I don't know and I will talk about some of the game changes because I don't don't know that the coach changes fixes the problems in Green Bay's defense. But I feel like Green Bay's defense Lacks a true leader. Not that Kenny Clark isn't that guy because he's that next-level talent. He feels to me like he's got that presence. But, I mean, you know, like the guy you're going to go out there there with. You know, like the Packers, when the Packers defense went out and filled some holes, covered up for Charles Woodson when he broke his collarbone in that game, you know, in that playoff game, man. And I feel like it's because he willed them to do it with that kind now, do I think that Charles Woodson had a hell of a lot more left in the tank than the JJ Watt? We signed JJ Watt to a seven-year deal. I've, I'll go and shoot him in the head. All right, because that's a death march. Here, but if we could get like two, three, hell, even four years on a player-friendly deal, I wouldn't mind seeing JJ in the locker room because we don't uh, need him sure. Here, here's to my, play every game. We he could I'm, be a situation. This is this is the this is how I want to end this conversation. Yeah, because okay? I'm through with JJ Watt. This is this is the, <laughs> the, look. This is all I'm going to ask you, Chris. Is from a football perspective, okay? The different here's the difference between Woodson and Watt. Charles Woodson played a position that didn't make him be physical every single play. He's not in the trenches where he's banging and banging every single play. He was he his technique as a DB, his smarts allowed him go, to coach. avoid a lot of that. JJ Watt on every snap is going to get hit, is going to get double teamed, is going to get rolled up on as a defense alignment. You want four years out of a 32-year-old already declining. Defensive end. That's fine. No, I hey, want so two like years. So then I want to cut us. Does he le- has left in and the And as long as I don't and give up on, three first-round draft picks on, and let him on, go in free agency. Here's my other point. Here's my other point. Chris, for the last, let's see, the Super Bowl was two weeks ago. 
There's, what, four rounds in the playoffs. For the last 20 weeks, I've listened to you bitch about how Green Bay doesn't have a number two receiver and how Kenny and Kevin no King joke. is absolutely brutal. Church. And so, so instead of signing a receiver or a number two DB, Church. you want to go out and sign an aging defensive end. You be Church. my guest, brother, because you guys no. are going to be in the exact well, same spot. Well, and and if that's the choice. Year. But let's talk Amen. about right. Godwin, Hallelujah. right, is Bruce Aarons outright said to have during the Super Bowl uh, celebration, your ass ain't going anywhere. Listen, guys. Right? Let's I, look at it. I all right. Allen Robinson is going to get the JJ franchise Wyatt. tag. It's <laughs> Allen Robinson is going to end up getting the franchise tag from Chicago just in what hopes they doing? can lure a fucking quarterback there. <laughs> Kenny Galloway, also free agent, going to end up with the franchise Always tag. Hurt. For the same reason, right? Always hurt. All right. He's Ooh, always Galloway? hurt. Yeah, he's always hurt. All right, guys. So seeing that we've talked about the great J.J. White, and he's <laughs> going to make it to the Hall of Fame. He's going he's gonna to sign the, somewhere. Where it is, days, we don't know. He's, he's Where it is, we don't fame. know. He's had yes. a great career. Yeah. I just do not want him to end it in Green Bay. So so as you say that, Markelio, let's, let's transition to the guy who is now going to be running the defense in Green Bay as there was a huge change. Uh, our good friend Ike has been clamoring that you don't make change to just make change. <laughs> Green Bay obviously mean? wanted nothing to do with that. Sorry, Ike, but they did not respect any of your opinion, and they made change, and they hired Joe Barry. Yeah, it's time to make change. I'm sorry. Let, let me ask you, have, have either one of you looked into or, or had the opportunity to see uh, what Joe Barry brings to the table? Because the more the more I look at it, the happier I get, which is not a good thing for for you guys. Uh, the, the thing about a, a defensive coordinator, it's like I don't even know who really to bring in that situation. I just really wanted to get. I Mike thought there Pitt. was. I just. I thought there was better uh, options on the table. That's uh, uh, that's all. I know, thought there was better options. I'm, I'm at a point though to where I feel like. I just need new life in there. Yeah, I got you. Yeah, and, and sometimes so. that's needed, right? And and unfortunately, uh, at least in my perspective as a Bears fan, we went through that same thing, and it absolutely backfired. We fired Lovey Smith after a ten win season because they thought we needed a new voice, and it and, and we've spent the last decade basically in purgatory, right? It's been absolutely abysmal. And so, to what you're saying, could it? Could it? Could the new voice just be the change they need? They don't have to do anything else. They just need a different person to tell them what to do. Absolutely. It absolutely could be the difference. But I think that there was better voices out there, in my yeah. opinion. I mean, I mean, yeah, I guess, I, I guess that, that is ultimately the question. Um, one of the things that I had brought up was kind of the, the concept of nepotism and how who yeah. you know and yep. where you're Absolutely. at and who you're around. And, you know, th this is kind of another case of that. Yeah. Um, it's kind of like the the new hot hire. But I, I, I still I'm still from the school of thought of just of having new life in there. I was really it left a really bitter taste in my mouth. Yeah. The last game that I saw coached right. out of Mike Patton. So. Well, as it should have. It absolutely should have left that taste in your mouth. And uh, to what you're saying with the nepotism, the first thing that, that I I have written down here is so so Barry uh, and LaFleur coached together in L.A. Mm -hmm. um, the Rams have had, since Barry's been there, uh, two or three 
different defensive coordinators. He had interviewed each time and had been passed over for somebody else. Um, and so it, it's 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 what you just what you said, Markelio, about the nepotism, where it's like, well, Lafleur obviously trusts him, right? Because otherwise, why would Ryan. you hire him? Um, but ba- Barry initially was going to go to the Chargers and be their defensive coordinator or their or their passing game coordinator, whatever the title was. But he said, "I'm going to go to Green Bay instead," which cool, but. I, I just want to throw this out there. He was the defensive coordinator for the Lions for two years. They were last in both yards and points allowed both years. He was also the defensive coordinator for the Washington football team when they were formerly known as the Redskins, and they finished 17th and 19th in points allowed in his two years, and they finished 28th in yards allowed in both years. So this dude gives up a ton of yards. It's almost the idea of Ben don't break, but to Chris, I'm I'm gonna what you were just saying. You guys better get some pieces that don't break, and it can't just be one piece because if you that that style of play is what we used to run when we ran a forefront, uh, you know, for for my guys, and it it's it's it is a scary style of football because you put your eggs in the basket of. Well, we can create enough turnovers. We can get we can get we can get one stop and that's gonna win us the game. You don't want to win football games like that. No joke. No, I mean I I would agree. Listen, I'll take a win anyway, Green Bay can get it. That's how I've ran it for years. A W's a W. You I don't care if it's a, he, he Hey man, I'm all about far. you know that. You know I dude, I, we've had glory, baby. I grew up on it, man, and I feel like Aaron Rodgers fits into that. He just doesn't throw as many interceptions. He's a, he's the better gunslinger. Fast. I don't think he's got less of the mentality. I think he's just more accurate. Right. All right. He doesn't he doesn't go deep as much, but what he does, he's the, he's tossing dimes, baby. So well, what's that bringing up next? Well, I, was on just say. Now, I know we mentioned it a little bit. Where you know where the, we talked Aaron Donald a couple of times, yeah. right? The trade rumors there. Now, Richie, I hadn't heard much about this. This was kind of news to me as we started talking this morning or before we started recording here. That I was like, wait, you know, or the, because uh, uh, I'll, we'll, we could put JJ in the rear view for an Aaron Donald type player. <laughs> I'll sell the fucking farm. They can have kidding. some people. Facts. I'm with you with that. I'm with you with that. You, no, you talk, so, you're talking my language. We'll make now. the whole last you're 30, 20 minutes now. of my ramblings go out the fucking yeah. window. So, Aaron Donald comes to Aaron Donald. Get rid of everybody out. else, too. So, so yeah. it, it sounds like this is a. Uh, one-sided affair, and it's one-sided in the way that 29 other teams seem to be <laughs> calling, and the Rams seem to keep going, no thanks, and hanging up. So I, I'm, I'm not attempting to blow something out of proportion, uh, but it has been reported that when the when the Lions initially made this, this deal for Goff and Stafford, the Lions did not start with Jared Goff. They said, the player we want is Aaron Donald. And what do we have to do to make that work? Well, the Rams basically said, call back when you're ready to talk and hung up the phone. Um, and obviously, <laughs> the deal that came out is the deal that came out. But it, it, it leaked that the Lions were basically checking to see what, what could be had. And it sounds like a couple of teams have now since called the Rams in an, in an attempt to see if there's... If there's smoke, is there fire? Wouldn't you, Richie? 
Oh, what the, I mean, I'd have had the Rams on speed dial. Exactly. I'd have pressed, I'd have pressed <laughs> star one, yellow. <laughs> yeah. So, Richie, as much as you're not a Packers fan, yeah. All right. So, I want the scenario for both here. Okay. What does Chicago have to get up to make the trade? What do the Packers have to give well, up to make? Well, so Chicago going They're after, the unlikely. Yeah, I don't yeah, think yeah. either so, one of them are likely landing. Well, yeah, spots. so Chi- Chicago. And then I want to know where you think he would, who can Sh- make Chicago to get Aaron Donald makes absolutely no sense from two perspectives. One, he's an elite player. Oh, yeah, don't man. get me wrong. But he, he doesn't fit what we do. Uh, we we have very good noses. Uh, Eddie Goldman opted out this year. That was a huge loss for us. Uh, we're also able to play uh, Akeem Hicks inside if needed as a nose. Um, and we, uh, I'm blanking on the young kid's name, but we have a young kid uh, who, who is behind uh, Eddie Goldman. But it, it just, Aaron Donald is best being used as an athlete. And when you run a three front, it, it's hard to get your nose to just be, because they have to do so much controlling of what's happening in front of them. Aaron Donald is just best used when being allowed to be unleashed. And the Rams ran a forefront, which allowed Aaron Donald to be an athlete, to twist, to stunt, to, to slant, to do all these elaborate things that allow him to use his speed, his quickness, and his get-off. Um, for Green Bay, uh, again, I, I don't know that it's a fit schematically because you're not going to play him on the edge because that's not his game. His game is not to contain and sit out there and wait for the ball he's a disruptor he wants to play inside he wants to wreck havoc well are you gonna change defenses are you gonna go from a three four to a four three if so absolutely there you go i mean kenny clark and aaron donald would would be an absolute uh dynamic duo on the inside but you run a three four and and unless that's going to change aaron donald is not a fit uh in my opinion and and it just Okay, if if you guys went out and got Aaron Donald. But aren't you talking, I mean, didn't we just talk about how the defensive coordinator we picked up is more likely to run a forefront? Do or we, you're talking about the Bears. Say, but no, 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 I'm talking about the Packers, but I'm saying do we know right. that? Have they said that they're changing? No, no, they have not said right. that they're so, so changing. That's what I'm but saying. By, so we but don't know. in theory. <laughs> well, it, right, and maybe, I mean, if they switch, then that's what I said. If they switch, if the Packers switch to a 4-3, then it's a great deal. Great deal. Make the deal. I would absolutely make the deal. What it would take is it would take at least uh, at least a first and a second, maybe two firsts for a player like Aaron Donald. Uh, the other aspect of that is if you guys stay in the defense you're in, you're just you're just eating money because then you're paying both Aaron Donald and Kenny Clark to pay the same right. position. And they're going to have to split snaps. And then that would be a Oh, waste. yeah, that's no point no. Right. That's, no point that's no. no good. All right. So now that you've shown me there's no point in us get the Green Bay getting in the big name trade, who would be a fit? Who could be a player? Uh, I mean, that that's that's actually considered to be available. Uh, to me, it, Green Bay... Green Bay is 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 kind of in a weird spot because they've given big money to very specific people, yeah. right? It's it's not money that is widespread. It's not spread throughout the the team. It's been it's been spent on Rodgers. Clark got his deal. Bakhtiari got his deal. We keep talking about Corey Lindsay. 
And, the Smiths and, and, got their money. And here, but well, here's my Preston, other question. Preston so Smith let, is going to be gone, though. Like, but so, so let me ask you this, because the idea is, is okay, it, are, you gonna, are you willing to give up draft capital when your defense is as thin as it is in order to obtain a guy, one guy, because that's what it's going to be. It's going to be one guy. Are you willing to give up that draft capital to then get this one guy who you hope is going to be the answer to fixing no. every single problem? Or do you go, you know what? How about we just keep doing what we're doing because we're going to have to pay Devontae Adams next year anyway. Exactly. And, and we got to draft your, correctly. Yeah, we got to start hitting on that first right, round. No right. joke. That's, and that's, that's, that's what it is. I mean, you hope that Gutekunst can can break the trend, the Ted Come Thompson on, trend. But but I, I I never understood the hire of Gutekunst. Right, or we're gonna need to ship his bitch well, well, ass that's, out. That's just it. So so there was so much. Seriously, dude. Like, oh, we finally they finally convinced no. Green Bay to like you know no they participated free agent and shit. Oh, but, but they didn't, right? Because you guys got so Ted Thompson steps down. And you guys are going, oh, Packer, Packer fans are excited. Man, we got a new voice. We're going to get new blood. You know, oh, there's there's all this talk of Elliot Wolf. Man, Ron Wolf built this team, dude. He got us to the Super Bowl. He got us to two Super Bowls, man. Ron Wolf is God in Green Bay. Now we can get his son, and they promote Ted Thompson's right hand. Yep. The same person. Same person. That's where it starts. Yeah. So with that being said, guys, you know, one thing that I'm interested in, and, and I know I'm jumping a little bit, but I'm going right to the Eric B. Enemy scenario, yeah. man. Yeah. Because I this think is a that, mess, dude. Yeah, I mean, I've just been kind of watching what's going on. You got you guys have kind of heard my input on how I feel about Everything just needs to get shook up. So now it's the question. Andy Reid has come to the point to where he's saying that he's going to inquire to these owners, you know, to the six clubs that was that that interview Eric Bieniemy and see the reasoning why why. he didn't get hired. Yeah, Yeah, to see the reasoning why. So that kind of brings up the question of like, uh, are we at a point to where we have to have the checks and balances in place? (laughs) <laughs> to where we can hold these owners accountable, um, because at the end of the day, we all we, we all know what we've been saying about Eric Bieniemy for well, the here, last here's, couple here's of years. The pro- here's here's the hard part of that, right? Is from a business standpoint, and, and I agree with you. These guys need to be held accountable because it, it's unfortunate that these guys get the short leash. Black coaches get the short leash compared to the white coaches. It's a fact. It's a fact. Mm-hmm. And we were just talking about that earlier in Chicago. The hard but. with Lovey, right? Well, mm-hmm. Lovey, Lovey had a very long leash. Lovey was here for a long time. The problem was is they made a they made a poor choice. <clears throat> Here's my problem. My problem is is you have you have coaches. I'm going to use Hugh Jackson. Hugh Jackson with a with just coming off of Jamarcus Russell got Oakland to eight and eight and fighting for the playoffs and was. Fired. Fired. Mm-hmm. After one season. Absolutely just asinine. That's the dumbest thing I, I've ever heard in my life. Right? Lovey Smith wins 10 games and gets fired. Coming mm-hmm. off of the year before when they go to the or when they go to the NFC championship game. Absolutely asinine. 
It, it's a fact. These guys have shorter leashes, and the Roonies made their attempt to, to try to fix the problem. The issue is going to be that whenever something goes wrong, it gives owners legally just yeah. cause. And as long as they can prove just cause, they can continue to do what the fuck they want. So what that's the, the what problem. Is the, what is the checks and balances? Because when you when you just look on on paper, man, and you just think of what this guy's done. Because, right. I, I well in the NFL, I don't know if you know this. The, the NFL every year also creates a list. They create uh they create a list of minority. Uh, assistant coaches and coordinators, and and a sit and they make a, a coach or they make a list of minority scouts and player personnel people mm-hmm. to be for for the GM side of things and the coaching side of things. And those lists get sent out to the league because it is mandated that the league or that every team interviews a minority before they make a decision. The Rooney Rule, right? Okay. The Rooney Rule. The uh, my my hope. And this is where I think the problem has been is so until Brian Flores was successful, we've kept seeing coaches get fired. Right. And so Jim Caldwell was another one who I thought two times was fired unjustly. My my hope is that but my hope is that Brian Flores, my hope is that Robert Saleh. Can 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 write the ship because. Yeah. But but even with like even when you look at like the assistant coaches, like one of mm-hmm. the things that you had sent out to to us before about Kansas City, and, and just um you know their their coaching staff. Yeah. Hopefully, people are recognizing that you know we can also be pretty good coaches. We're not just good players. And, right. and when you when, when I look at the yeah. last three years, when I look at the last three years of Eric Bieniemy, and I think of 2018 where offensive rankings, he was first, first, in that, well, first in points per game, first in total yards per game, and third in pass yards. The next year, fifth, sixth, and fifth. And, and, and even just last year, he was six in points per game, first in total yards, right. and first in pass yardage. But people are going to bring up the championship game and try to figure out a way. So, so here's here is what uh, this is, and, and I, I believe I've said this before. And unfortunately, this is kind of how it works with football, right? So, from a football standpoint, what happens? is right now the quarterback is such a premier position in the NFL. It, it's a position that is looked at as your success or your failure. And what happens is is if I have, uh, I'll use, uh, I'm just going to use Green Bay for an example. If Green Bay was in a situation where they had, let's say, uh, Aaron Rodgers and Lamar Jackson, okay, what happens, especially at the lower levels, meaning college, what's going to happen is they're going to say, okay, we have two guys that are equal. Well, Lamar, what you can do is you can be a stud running back for us. How about you start at running back and we can play Rodgers at quarterback? So what happens is the white guy stays at quarterback. Well, the fast risers in the coaching world, quarterbacks or quarterback coaches, because that's the position that's leaned on so much to win. So Biennemi was a running backs guy. He's, He's a running backs coach. That's where he made his name. It's where he cut his teeth. And that he's climbed. Now, Andy Reid 
Andy Reid don't give two shits about what you look like. We've known that. We've learned that. That over the years, Andy Reid just wants good football coaches. So, so. He hired Deuce Staley. Deuce Staley was the running backs coach in Philly for him. Now Deuce Staley was under Peterson. I, I mean, I, I mean, it just it's it's one of those things where because we don't have a lot of minority quarterbacks coaches. They're using that as the way around it, right? So I'm looking so, at this. So I wonder how, uh, I, I just, let's just say this. Let's see how long it takes for Byron Leftwich to become a head coach. Oh, dude, that's going to be stupid. I've been saying Byron Leftwich should have been head coach two years ago. Exactly, years. but let's see how long it takes. So my, so, but, but I'm, so I'm looking at the changes, right? So as we look at it, okay. So Robert Sala is, is a minority. He got the Jets job. He was a defensive guy. Brandon Staley is white, but he's a defensive guy. Arthur Smith is an offensive line coach who's been with one team his entire career and made his name off of Derrick Henry, and he got the Falcons job. Over Biennemi? Come on, bro. Urban Meyer, who has never coached in the NFL before, was a wide receivers coach. What, because he won a natty at Florida and Ohio State? Come on, bro. You know? Got to change, man. No it, joke. That's why I said it comes to a point to where you, we got to look at some. You you want a what the fuck moment? You want a what yeah. the fuck moment of the week? It's right here. Uh, we got to have some checks and balances there, and it, we need to have more accountability than just Andy Reid. Well, calling, and that, well, well, not only owners. that, but well, well, not only that, but here's my thing. This is where this is going to get stupid. After next year, if you're an owner and you don't bring in both Byron Leftwich and Todd Bowles. You should sell your team. You should sell your fucking team because their Todd Bowles is a fantastic. Have you called coach. your Bears yet? Oh, dude, I didn't. First of all, <laughs> I didn't want Nagy in the first fucking place. <laughs> I would take Todd Bowles in a heartbeat over Matt Nagy. That's what I'm saying, man. I mean, hey, listen, I, <laughs> I dude, I was on the Lovey train, dude. Aside. Dude, Lovey was my boy, man. Me and Lovey, we, man, we. <laughs> we, should, we was back like four flats on a Cadillac, bro. I hey, mean, so speaking right, so speaking right. of Lovey, um, uh, just kind of transitioning to some of the Lovey situations and how I was introduced to these two twins. Uh, we got the uh, announcement. The yeah, yeah, we got the announcement of the, the Pouncy twins. And, you know, it, it's funny because, like I said, the first time that I really paid attention was when Markel was... Uh, when he came to uh, Pittsburgh and he accidentally kissed his brother <laughs> at the draft. You guys see that? You see I did footage? not. Oh, man. Oh, man. It what was, the? Look up awkward moments of drafts and, <laughs> and, and, and just kind of see what's going on. I, I know it's much love between the twins. He was so used to kissing himself in the mirror, dude. That was an easy mistake. If I practiced that much self-love, well, dude, if I had that kind of talent and look like them, I'd be in the yeah. mirror being like, oh, yeah, did you sex? No. Yeah. Now, I don't you know. Studs, <laughs> studs, and, and, well, here's what I'll say. I don't know, you know, uh, I mean, how much you guys remember at this time or even your intricacies to the game of football at this time. But I vividly remember when uh, Marquise got to Pittsburgh. I think it was his rookie year. He had broke his hand. And there was a chance he was not going to play in the Super Bowl against the Packers. And the number one thing that came out, people said, if Marquise Pouncey is healthy to play in this game, that gives Pittsburgh the advantage. 
because he was that good yeah, right away running that line that he was considered to be the X factor in that game. He ended up not playing. Green Bay now has a Lombardi trophy. I'm not saying that him being out is the only reason Green Bay won that game, but it, it was a well known talk it didn't about, hurt. <laughs> talked about thing with him being out Mr. as a rookie. Poole, man. But but Just... as you talked about, man, I mean three time first team all pro, two time second team all pro, so five all pros it all together and a nine time Pro Bowler, dude. I mean he yeah. he's gonna be I mean in my opinion he should Come be all famer. A couple years ago, um like He's the best center in the league. Exactly. The league. Exactly. So And I mean, his brother's not bad either. I mean his yeah, brother he's exactly. got four he made four Pro Bowls Playing with the Dolphins and the Chargers, and the didn't Chargers, quite, yeah. didn't quite reach the level of success as his brother, but uh, but they were both studs, man. Both, both studs, did, both did. absolutely studs. And Markili, I'm, you know, uh, as as we talk about the success in, in a place that there's a but good chance. But it's weird. It's it's still kind of weird though when you think of how old are they? They're like 30? 31? Yeah, I think so. Thirty. Mm-hmm. You know, and you, and you just think of that position, man. You're a coach. You just think of offensive linemen, you know. Offensive linemen are, are scary dudes. And yep. those are the dudes that play for, you know, <laughs> Long until time. they're 40, you know. Right. And hardneck, too, you know. I mean, right. Ah. Didn't these guys all hang out with Aaron Hernandez regularly? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> all right, I'm just saying, right? You know, I mean, they were in college at the same time. Yeah. Anytime you say Aaron Hernandez, the conversation just goes to, like, zero to 100, like, yeah. immediately. <laughs> I'm just, I'm, there were some bad motherfuckers. That's I mean, I'm just so. saying, you, if you That's on the facts. other side of the field, you're going like, dude, yeah, this motherfucker facts. will make you disappear off the field. <laughs> facts, right? You're joking. There was a, there's a, there's a sound bite where they they were talking about Aaron Hernandez and there was a, a safety who lit him up coming across the middle and ended up knocking his helmet off. Like he was trying to catch a pass and the safety just blew him up and, Aaron Hernandez got up and goes, dude, I will fucking kill you if you do that again. He goes, little did I know that, you know, two years later, he goes, he wasn't lying and I didn't know it. He goes, I, I he goes, I could have ended up missing just as easy as that other guy. The, um, la- the last Boy Scout. No doubt. <laughs> <laughs> but, but as you talk about great players, just to end, to end our football portion, uh, you know, these guys absolutely deserve some credit for their contributions to the game of football, pushing the game of football forward and achieving what all players hope to one day achieve. And that's being enshrined with the greats of the greats. Give uh, me that coat. So we have Alan Fanica played for the Steelers, uh, won a Super Bowl six time or eight time total all pro Megatron Ugh. much deserved Calvin Johnson, uh, despite the short career was absolutely Beast. incredible, incredible. Uh, as much as I never wanted to see him on Sunday. Right. Yeah. Uh, a name familiar to both of you as you bang, bang. Yeah. Uh, John Lynch getting in as a player. Bang, bang, not his gang. Uh, the there GM of the 49ers. Uh, well deserved. You know, if Tom Brady was, no not, was not born, uh, I, you know, arguably the greatest quarterback <laughs> of all time, I still will say he, he might have the... Best football mind I've ever seen on a Sunday afternoon, and that's Peyton Manning. Uh, <laughs> there was no way that he wasn't getting in first ballot. Right. Um, right. Dude, about time. Drew Pierce. Eli might be a question. Drew <laughs> Pierce. Yeah, no, that's true. But, Eli but, got to get there, man. I think he'll Eli get there because of the there. rings. But uh, He will. He should because of the rings. Right. But, but Drew Pearson, finally, finally, uh... I don't know what took so long, but 
finally got there getting this coat uh and then i don't know if you guys saw the video if you haven't go watch it it's absolutely phenomenal charles woodson much deserved uh my uncle is actually a michigan fan because of charles woodson uh mm. but if, if you have not seen the video of where they tell him he's going into the hall of fame it, it's a hard st- it's, it's yeah. a hard stopper yeah they stop him mid-interview he turns I around. I still think you should go in as a Packer. Anyways, uh, but that's my that's my Homer. That's then, my uh, Homer rant. But then we have we have Tom Flores. Uh, he is one of two people ever to win uh, a Super Bowl as a player, an assistant coach, and a head coach. The only other person to ever do so before him, or to do so, is uh, Mike Ditka. Was the only other person to do that. And then uh, Bill One Nunn. One of the only few people that I respect him from the beer. <laughs> and then Bill Nunn, who was a sports, a sports writer, a newspaper editor, and ended up being a scout and bringing ho- uh, being a part of six Super Bowl championships as a scout. Uh, and he was college basketball <sighs> teammates with Chuck Cooper, the first African-American drafted into the NBA, and Earl Lloyd, the, only, or the first African-American to ever play in an NBA game. So those guys are going into the Hall of Fame. Congratulations to them. Uh, you know, with with everything that's that's been happening in the NFL, that's that's a good good accomplishment. Go and get your mustard coats. <laughs> there you go, fellas. Right, man. They really should have picked the better color for those fucking jackets. But anyway, <laughs> right. I mean, they want to call them gold, but you're, I think you got it right. Those mustard jackets. <laughs> All right, folks. From all of us here at ES3N, we want to thank you for for listening to this wonderful, wonderful NFL check-in mid-season, you know, off-season episode here. If you haven't yet, please hit that like button. Please hit that subscribe button. Make sure to check us out on both Facebook, Instagram, uh, TikTok, YouTube, all the wonderful places you can find ES3N. Have a great night. Peace. Deuces. Walk you lazy. Kill blacks.